and welcome to Good Darts, a brand new podcast brought to you by our friends at Low Six. It's called Good Darts, it's about darts, although the quality cannot be guaranteed. I'm Dan Dawson, I'll be here every week bringing you updates on the PDC Tour as well as interviews with the biggest names in the game as well as various hipster characters from around the sport that are so cool and so new you've probably never heard of them. I'll be joined each week as well <laughs> by the finest analyst in the sport, the great participator, Hawaii 501. <laughs> Wayne Mardell. Hi, Dan. It's Dan. Dan. Mardle. Mardle. Well, Come on now. No, I'm not <laughs> so sure. Are you sure about this? Because I've heard no. a lot of people saying Mardell. Look, however Phil Taylor wants to say it, that's the way it is. So Wayne Mardell it is. Oh, thank God, because I, I spent a lot of time... There's a lot of time and effort gone into this podcast. You might not realise. Look, I, I spent all day <laughs> making this yesterday. Good darts with Mardell and Dawson. See, that's Johnny Mac. You can't argue with Johnny Mac, can you? And that's got a big sort of show busy feel to it. So it's it's basically Mardell now, I'm afraid. Sorry about that. That's fine. That's fine. And that was magnificent. This Thanks. is about darts, as you say, and, and that was good. Uh, well, and more importantly, darts is back. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I've forgotten what it's like. I've yearned for Barnsley and Wigan, and I didn't even know that was possible. I know we're not going back there yet just yet. It'll be Milton Keynes for the foreseeable, but that's got to excite even you, Wayne. Yeah, look, look it's, it's all fine watching watching the guys participate on uh, on the, the, the home tour and everything else and, and playing from their kitchens and landings and, and front rooms and wherever, but... Yeah, we want to see we want to see proper darts, don't we? We, we want to see them playing in ranked events, and the summer series coming up. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I'm, I just want to see who's who's ready to go and who's not, because there will be some that will just not be ready. They will they will have not practice. They'll be they'll be out in their their jacuzzis in their 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 lazy spas, just giving it some with a with a bottle of champers every evening, rather than. Rather than pummeling the treble twenty. Well, how big? How big a thing is practice? You know, look. I know from years of interviewing dart players, they're going. Oh, I've been practicing. I've been. I've not been off the board. This, that, and the other. Ian White, for example, started this year on a tour and everything. Looked as good as anybody in the world. He was, he was chucking 107 averages over and over and over again. Barely, by his own admission, on the practice board. Played in the home tour. He was rubbish. Rubbish by not just by his own standards, but just rubbish. He couldn't hit a double. Obviously, practice is a big thing for him. But is it? It's not like that for everybody, is it? Some people, your Gary Anderson or whoever, can just pick up darts having not picked them up for three months and be world class again. Yeah, it, look, it, it really is. Uh, you feel as an individual, if you feel like you're, you're doing enough, then it's absolutely fine. But it's the work it takes to actually get to the top. That's that's where you can't shirk the. Uh, the, the practice routines and the hours you, you have to do it otherwise you won't get there once you've got there then you you just want it ticking over Gary Player one, once said that who's not a dart player by the way no. Gary Player the, uh, the, the the golfer the golfer yeah I mean it would have been said... clear if he was called golf player but he wasn't he's was called Gary <laughs> no, anyway you were saying he sorry wasn't. yeah anyway anyway uh Gary Player once said that he doesn't actually need to practice with, with a club in his hand. He just has a hundred swings whilst, I don't know, being in a car. All he does is like the motion. 
Oh, the, the old Paul Lim like ghost darts. Just stand there and move yeah. your arm about. I don't, I don't need darts. You don't. You don't. It's a bit of, it's a bit of visualisation. It's a bit of just making that movement. And it's like, right, that, that, feels, that feels right. It's different, of course, when you get a dart in your hand. But look, these guys are so good, so talented, so their skill is so honed because of the years of practice that they've put in. They don't need to play five, six, seven hours a day now. All they need to do is just tick over. And if it, if it means 10 minutes a day, then, then it's fine. But you know as well as I do, on match day, on trophy day, on, on play day, they're practising well, aren't they? They're practising for a good few hours. And Ian White, probably like the, the, the rest of us, uh, it doesn't matter what you do in practice. If you feel comfortable then it's all right. It's all right. But once the, the, the words of game on are said, look, everything kind of goes out the window anyway. Look how many times we've seen it all go so wrong when it looked like going so right for people. The game on syndrome is, is definitely a thing. Well, a, what do you make of the home tour then? We had the home tour over... Look, I'm, I'm sat in my basement now. I was basically the centre of darts broadcasting this, this basement that I'm sat in right now for seven weeks six weeks it was a long old time uh and there's 42 still two days then oh mate 43 actually thank you very oh, much was it? yeah i was i was Sorry. keeping count yeah i was keeping count don't worry about that admittedly through the various technical errors at one point i was well twice i think i was shown live on australian tv vaping on my e-cigarette but aside from that the home tour was good um but what, how do you think that has any bearing, how well people played in that, about whether they'll be ready and how good they'll be when they get back to proper darts in the imminent, well, in the next couple of days? Yeah, yeah. Firstly, I enjoyed it. I, I started off thinking, not too sure about this. Then Wonderful. I kind of watched more of it. No, no offence to you. Uh, you were great. Every, 43 you have days to say of, that. of pure... Pure magic. I don't have to. In fact, I thought you're mediocre at start. Uh, <laughs> okay, then, then yeah, yeah. Got... <laughs> then you got Fair. better and better. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really, it was the second phase. I, I liked the, the second phase. I thought that it was a bit more spicy. I thought that the players were, were a bit more serious about it. And in the end, in the end, it was a, a, a winner that you could have picked out from, from anywhere. Uh, obviously, Nathan Aspinall beating uh, Gary Anderson just. And wouldn't it have been ironic if the man with no internet won an internet-based <laughs> yeah. event? Uh, yeah, uh, staggering. But I'll tell you what, going, going back to, to your original question, will it have any bearing? I think it will, you know. I do. I think it will because being under pressure is something that you need and to perform under that pressure is something that you need to be uh, under a lot. You, you need it. And you need it to come in in waves and then you need it again to be ready for it and to deal with it. And even though they were in the comfort of their own lounge rooms, they're still under the cosh. And some of them, some of them, like the Asp, and Gary one night was absolutely phenomenal. It was 107 mm. averages all, all, all night. Uh, yeah, I think it would do them the world of good. But what I do like, I've got to mention the fact that we have not seen anything. And I mean a hair on his on his hairless head, Michael Van Gerwen. We've seen nothing of him. It's quite nothing. exciting though, isn't it? It's got like I, I can't wait to see him come back and and just do stuff. Like he'll be on. He's a gonna mission. have a full head of hair. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be that would be spe- if he's gone and and had the transplant on the sly and not told anybody, and then comes back with I don't know, like the full Andy Fordham or something like that. Yeah, or, or yeah, or the full the full nineteen ninety six beaten. Oh, yeah. Oh, I oh, would like. How that. sexy would he look then? Oh, the I, best well, dark player in the world with the with the beaten mullet. Oh, come ooh, on now. I'm bad. salivating. Yeah, I that I mean I've I'm literally staring at a picture of Steve Beaton on my wall right now. Uh, which I got sent by the way. I honestly my mate who I was working with on the home tour, he ordered this for me because I'd sent him a <laughs> John Henderson yoga mat um, as a, a thank you for helping out with the home tour, and then he sent me that back in return as an exchange of gifts. But he didn't say there was no note or anything. He didn't say it was from. It was just came from Germany or something. I thought there was a weird German darts fan who was sending me like Steve Beaton memorabilia, and I that would have been the greatest achievement in my entire career <laughs> if I've got to that stage where people are just sending me Beaton stuff. Um, but no, it wasn't. It was just my mate. Um, what I do want to add: how many how many trophies did you win in your career, Wayne? Uh, I have absolutely no idea. Put it this way: whatever the answer is, it wasn't enough. It wasn't <laughs> okay. enough. Do you know yeah. what? Dan, I, and look, I I won many uh, when I used to play league leagues mm. uh, back when I was like a teenager, stroke early twenties. You winning trophies uh, all the time, but when I become a professional. That kind of dried up, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, but you've still got quite a few, yeah. You've got quite a few. Tro- have you got a cabinet? Are you, do you keep those, or are they in a well, box somewhere? You, I, I don't. I don't own. It. No one would know if they come to my house that I, I was uh, uh, anything to do with darts. I, right. I okay. Nothing, oh, no, good I, on you. I'm not that way inclined. I, I have. Uh, what do I have darts wise? I have a dart board. Yeah, but that's in your shed out the back, though, isn't it? That's in your training yeah. and coaching shed. But you don't. Yeah, that's okay. right. That's in my my hub. What I'm driving at is, have you ever won a trophy of any sort that compares with Nathan Aspinall having to <laughs> take a, a marker pen and write on a plate? Have you ever Have you ever seen the like? I, I actually really, I really like that. I'll tell you why I liked it. It was, forget about him doing it, because that was just like genius. That really was. But he he felt he was going to win it, didn't he? So it was like, right, do the plate, get the plate all ready for when I win it. Get that ready. It wasn't like, hold on, now I've won it. Let me do a plate. Uh, because I've won it, it was, I'm going to win it. expected to win so, it. Yes, yes. He expected to to clean up and win the plate. And I've got to say, it wasn't a very big plate. Right, that was, that was your, your critique. Is the plate could have been bigger. I ask, because the low six winners get to present Nathan with the trophy. I don't know what it looks like yet. I'm not even sure it's been made. But if anybody wants to like send in suggestions, because I, I've, I've got a bone... The Euro Tour trophies are not very good. The Euro Tour is the greatest tour in professional sport, but the trophies you get for winning aren't particularly good. <laughs> but if anybody's got like a, a design for a home tour trophy uh, for the playoffs that Nathan won, then send them into our social media. Send them into Twitter, at Good Darts Pod, low six. They've got 50 quid's worth of free credit with them. So that'll get dished out to the best suggestions. So do that. Can, can I'll I, get, can I yeah, go, go on. in this? Can I mean, I yeah, you can. This? Yeah, you can. I mean, I, I, 
as a man who is not used to picking up trophies, I'm not sure how much experience you'd have or, or knowledge of what a trophy should look like, Wayne. But you can give I've it a go. Up, I've picked up thousands, but that's normally when I'm doing a presentation to hand them to, them someone, to someone, else. someone else. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, well, look, we are going to be speaking to all kinds of people on this podcast. We want to speak, and we don't... I get fed up particularly, and I do enough of them, darts interviews, they're straight after games, all it is, they're full of adrenaline, they're full of emotion, and you end up just going through the minutiae. Like Daryl Gurney's, Daryl Gurney will talk you through every single dart that's just been thrown in a match. It's like, well, in the first leg, A through uh, 26, and then A through 100, and then A he through a 140, and A new added through something better, A through That is magnificent. That, but, no, but that is, it, honestly, you could be there for 25 minutes with Daryl Gurney explaining every single dart, and you don't really get any insight into Daryl Gurney. You're just going through the game. Dart- Barney yes. Barney yeah. S. Oh, God, that. yeah. Barney does it, like, Barney gives you his travel plans, doesn't he? Oh, well, I got up and I had to go and get breakfast at the hotel and pack a bag. And it's like, that's not that's not relevant to all of this going. But right. what is your relevant... Gurney, your, Gurney, your Gurney accent was, that's was better, fantastic. That, yeah. that, that was poor, poor Barney. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> poor sorry about all that. Right. I'll, no, well, it's right. completely fair. Uh, we'll have to be honest with you. We're like, going to learn to be honest with each other over the coming weeks, Wayne. Uh, but we, <laughs> why, either that, we just don't care anymore and just hurl insults. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah well, why not? Why anyway, not? who was you talking to? Who I've was you talking to, to? I have spoken to Michael Smith, and I'm hoping oh. that over the next few minutes, we get a bit more insight into Michael Smith than the usual stuff uh, that we get post-match with darts players and that's what we're going to try and do over this so here's the bully boy we're back in a moment these are the questions that you should be asking well our first guest on the podcast it is the bully boy michael smith and uh, the bully boy with a new look in it michael you've shifted a load of weight i just try to keep busy i keep saying <laughs> it's something that helped me out through the lockdown just practicing and doing a bit of fitness and stuff like that We've not been on tour means they're not eating at 11, 12 o'clock at night when we finish the European tour. Stuff like that. No kebab shops, no Chinese. <laughs> Just no, right now I'm talking to you, I'm still on the treadmill because there's nobody else to stand in my game zoom. And then I've been going out for like 10, 15 kilometres a day with the missus and the kids and stuff. 10 or 15 kilometres? That's a fair old... Just walking, I'm guessing. You're not running that. No, no, no. When, if I'm with her and the kids, I walk. Me and Junior, sometimes we run and walk. And when I'm on my own, when I first started, I could run like 100 metres and then I'd walk for 900 metres. Why am I sick? Just for do a kilometre and then run another. No, I'd do like 500 metres and then walk 500, do, run 500 and just do that for 10 to 15 kilometres. So I'm at least running half of it. Oh, I'm impressed with that. Is it? How do you feel? Do you feel like it's made a massive difference? See, I've asked, this question's been asked to me about four or five times over the last week. I don't know because I've not... Being out, like I'm still at home, so I'm still a bit depressed because I'm not working. But but once I get like back to work and I feel like I'm hyper and I'm up for it, hopefully then I'll know like the fitness level and stuff like that. So what's driven this? Was this literally you wanted to get healthier? You wanted to look better? What was it? Well, I tried it for when I, before I was getting married, <laughs> but like that didn't work because like we were still playing and I was con- that was the year I played really well, so like I was always on the road. And then when the beginning of this year, when I was in Thailand, like I looked, I saw a picture, I put it online the picture, and I thought, you mess, you fat mess. So I need, I need to do something here. And then just lockdown coming, like I just try to use it to my advantage, really. 
do you think image is important as a dart player? I know the most important thing is how you throw the darts, but it, it's it's more than that now, isn't it? You're a business. You've got a profile. You're a brand, if you like, aren't you? Yeah, of course. Um, I don't want. Like you say I get all I get all the hate on social media saying like how fuck you am and everything like that. I hate it because like if you look at someone like Price, he's he's massive and he's like one of the best packages you've got in darts. Mm. The way he looks, his his physique and stuff like that, as well as his game. And I wanted, I wanted to have the good game with the good. I'm never going to be ripped. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not built for to be that type of person. But as long as I can shred down a bit and get to where I do look slimmer, and then I'll be happy. Then thing is, can't shift his my chin. That's why my beard's not going. Yeah, that's not gone. It's doing me head in. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that's really commendable. What do you bearing in mind that idea about being a a brand, if you like? I mean, have you become more aware of that? I bet you when you started, it was just, I'm just going to throw 110 averages and blast people off the board and then everybody will notice how great I am. But it is, if you want to be a, a star, then there are different aspects to it. Now, you've got sponsors and things like that. You want to attract people to give you money, basically, don't you? Yeah, it's, for me, because I, I, I got in with uh, Luke Sport this year, so a, a sporting brand, club brand. So I was going with them with the clothes and stuff, and they do like Aston Villa and a few other football teams, Stoke City as well, I think. And I was like, the sports coming, they don't want to sponsor a fat lad. <laughs> you got to, and I wanted, like you said, with it being the brand, I wanted to get into different types of markets that players hasn't got into before. Because I know, like, in darts, we've never, I know it's never going to happen, but we've never had, like, Nike or Adidas or even, like, cricket and stuff where they've got Red Bull involved with and stuff. I want to be try to get to that fitness level where they see what I was and where I am now, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I've done it." Like, might give it a shot, and that's where I could open my own my own branding, like you said. Go you're on. working on stuff at the minute, aren't you? You're like, you know, bully boy merchandise, all that. So you're you're thinking about doing that kind of thing, not just the dart shirts, but something a bit more than that. Yeah, because I can't, it, I'm I'm thinking more of the future as well. Where I'm I'm making a name for myself now at Dallas, but when that if I do fall off and it disappears, at least I could be remembered for something. At least I can bring some stuff out. And if it does take off, because you look at other players like Peter's got his 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 and his colours and stuff. So it, they're not only promoting themselves as darts as well. They're doing it different. And where I'm doing the clothing, what I'm working on at the minute, it's not about darts. It was just my initials and stuff. I it's like a something that. I don't know, someone who's never watched darts could work because he's got nothing to do with darts, on I mean. Mm, okay. I mean, according to Dart Database, you've won £1.7 million in prize money. That sounds like ridiculous money to the average man on the street, but you, you, like you just said, every dart player has always got that thing in the back of my mind. What if my arm falls off? What if I get dartitis? What if I just you know lose confidence and drift away? I mean, we've had world number ones who, within a couple of years, have just tumbled down the rankings and aren't even on the tour. Yeah, I just, there's always doubts. There's doubts in whatever you do. So, like, that word says I've earned 1.7 million. I wish I had it. <laughs> it once you earn it, you don't, it doesn't stay with you. you still got you, your family life to pay after, your tax bills, your travelling expenses, everything. It all just disappears. And especially the way, like, I turned into, like, a 10, uh, 10p millionaire overnight. I was going from, like, 30 quid a week from college to making, like, five grand a week at that. And, my spending work could live on thirty quid a week, and I'm spending a lot more, a lot more than when you're not earning. It's hard to come away from that spending as well. Because I think was it two and a half years ago, three years ago, I think I played. I think it was like 27, 28 pro tours. I think I got past the first round in six of them. 
And then mm. that's where I seen everything disappear. I wasn't earning money. And like, I was still spending like I was. What was it like when you first got into darts and you did find you had a load of money in your pocket and people are telling you, oh, this lad's going to be big, this lad... You, know, you must have felt like the king of St. Helens, I would imagine, wandering about, where, you know, seeing all your mates and that who presumably were in the same boat as you, weren't earning anything. Yeah, I remember, like, when you shop at, like, like when I was at college and I was shopping, like, at Primark and stuff, and I was buying, like, £4 T-shirts and £5 T-shirts. And then when I was going out and I've got, like, a £150, £200 T-shirt on, like three hundred pound shoes, and I was like, "Yes, look at me, like I'm that person." And then, <laughs> not like trying to be a, I don't want to swear, but you know what I mean. Big shot, <laughs> yeah. really big time. I, yeah, it, that that was like I've I've worked hard, I've, I've earned it, so yeah, I'm gonna do it. And then obviously I had the kids, and then well, go with the missus and had the kids, and I was like, "I'm nearly thirty. You gotta settle down. Here. You gotta do something proper. You can't, you can't keep going around like you're doing this." And that's why I think I left it maybe. Five years too late, I would have <clears throat> not been like that early on. I would have had a lot more money than I've got now. You never left St. Helens. I mean, you know, you've grown up around there. That's that's always important to you, isn't it? Yeah, this is where I'm from. It's my home. It's not <laughs> St. Helens is not for me. It's not. It is a good place, and it's not. It's got everyone's got its first share of crime and stuff like that. We just see it a bit more as well. But we've just got well, we're just getting a new house now, which is still on the border of Sands and Warrington where I am now as well and like we don't have to take the kids out of school which is important Junior goes to the same primary school I went to and he's, he's going to go to the same high school that I went to and it is important because this is they're going to learn what I learned growing up and hopefully they do something with their lives as well If if Doris didn't exist what what would your life look like now Michael? Have you got any idea? Um, I probably would have took my final exam be a joiner but I went to darts instead to PDC so I'd probably be a joiner and I wouldn't be so rubbish with my hands apart from the darts <laughs> and I wouldn't be moving into a new house in six weeks which has got five acres of land like so I've got like now I've got my five dogs my rabbits tortoises my fish I wouldn't have all them because I wouldn't be able to afford a thousand pound a month to feed them all so <laughs> I don't know why it'd be I don't and to be fair if Without dads, I wouldn't have any kids because I would never have met my wife because I met her in Kalana. I'd probably still be living with my mum and dad. It genuinely has changed your life, but like this is you know this is normal working class lads or girls. You know, the darts can certainly do that now. That can turn them genuinely into very wealthy people. It's kind of what football used to be like, but now football they seem like they're groomed from the age of about eleven in academies to to be stars, and they're earning enormous money before they even get into the first team. But darts is still like that, isn't it? It's just normal people, and they can suddenly find themselves as a star of the sport and earning big money and travelling all over the world. That's exactly what's happened to you. Well, that's why I keep saying to Junior as well because he wants to play as much as I do, and I keep telling him when you're fourteen, I think it's fourteen you can play the development tour. Or is it 16 now? You can go from being in school and still go to them tournaments and still make two one a day if you win them. I, I was playing... I'm, I still play events now for like 60 quid for the winner in the same telling. It's not for the money. It's me for more for practice. And I hate when I turn them and say, oh, you skin. I said, no, I'm not skin. I just like taking your money off you now that you've done me edging. And he turned up for practice. And that's why I keep telling Junior because he wants to be playing all the time. And I said, we'll keep practicing. And you never know, when you're 16, you could have... Look at young Leighton Benny. He's got a few quid. And he's only, what, 14, 15? <laughs> <laughs> it can happen to anyone. He's not... 
people still think of, well, I don't know if it's changed now, but they still think of us being in the pub, getting drunk, and it's not a real sport. That's what people say. That's why we might not be in the Olympics whenever, but that's why they're saying we're not a real sport. And this is where, if you look at it, the people who are at the top of the game, the very wealthy people, it is a sport, and it is one of the hardest sports to master, I think. Where's that hunger come from? You know, the, the thing that drives you on. You are You practice an immense amount. And I don't care how much you love the game, I don't care how big the prizes are, that's got to take discipline and dedication. There's got to be something driving you on. What is that, Michael? Do you even know? Um, it goes back to when I was 19, because like, I was playing. I didn't. I was doing about two hours a day, and I hated the game. I just did it because I was winning money. Like I go to the tournaments and I win like 100 quid, 200 quid, and then I feel just just after yeah, was it just after my 18th? I won I feel, a thousand pound tournament. That was my biggest one, the men's tournament. And that's when Peter Manley was number two or number three. And uh, Chizzy beat him in the semis and I beat Chizzy in the final. And um, it was shortly after that, I still hated the game. It was just, no, just a laugh. And like, go out with my mates, have a few drinks and he was making me money. And I, I fell over, well, I didn't fall over, I slipped over on Christmas Eve and broke both my hands. And he was like, I'd never been so depressed because I come through with that and it just kind of made me click. This is something I want to do. It's not only a money maker, it could be a life changer as well. So when I come back after I had six months out, I finally won my first proto, beating Chile in the final. After six months out, I think I was played, I think it took me three months. I'd never been past the last 16 in a PDT event. And then that day I was 5-0 down to Robert Thornton in the last 16. I managed to win 6-5 and then went on to win it. Beat Vincent 6-1, Simon 6-2 and then Chile 6-5 in the final. You must be absolutely itching to get back to proper darts. I know we've had like lots of online stuff and you've been... You've been playing darts online more than most, to be fair, but proper action in Milton Keynes Summer Series and then Milton Keynes again for the World Match Play. You must be absolutely uh, gagging for it. I, I, I can't wait, but it's, it's like you say, I don't think it's proper darts this year. There's, well, the Summer Series will be, but the Match Play won't be. Really. There's no fans and nothing. That's what, that's what I like. I like trying to show off. <laughs> I might not be the best show off, but I like trying to. I've seen um, a stat. Uh, on Twitter the other day saying the three players that come best on TV you know, over the last 12 months and it was me, Michael and Nathan like with the highest averages on TV like combined because like, I think I got to number 8 or number 7 on the rankings we've only reached one major semi-final and no other quarter-finals it was always first and second round it was always my ranking when it was always four events well, yeah, now loads of Euro tours as well wouldn't it? if you look at my four events I'm never defending because I'm never picking up. <laughs> so it's just it's always a TV now. It's where I wanted to be on stage, and it took me it took me a long time to get used to it. it took me nine years, ten years. Well, I mean, you you are used to it now. You you pick that stat out in terms of the averages. The the game is there. I mean, last year's World Match Play, you're in a very in with a very real chance of winning it, and it's it's another major final defeat. But it seems to me your attitude's changed a bit because. You were putting all this sort of pressure on yourself. And then earlier this year, I heard you talking about uh, in, the, in the Premier League saying, look, I'm living my dream. I'm, I'm in a good living playing darts. I've got my family. I've got my kids. Like, What happens, happens. But I've just got to keep playing and see what happens. I can't keep trying to, to demand that I win a major title because all that does is make it even harder to do it. Yeah, I've been for... I want to say the start of my career, like... 
not from I joined PC at nineteen. I wouldn't say nineteen I knew it was okay. I wasn't I was never good. Like I wasn't the best, obviously. And it took me till around about say I turned twenty three, twenty when I beat Phil mm. in the world I thought, right, I've got a good chance here. Yeah. I know Phil wasn't on his game, but I should. This is what just made him when Peter made the final that year. I think it was three two open sets, one all, his throw, and I went treble, treble. And then he ate a 20, knocked me two trebles out. And I still got a shot of one four one to break. And if I would, if them darts had to come out, and I would, I would have broke him then. And then they'll throw. It could have all changed for me, and that's what annoyed me. And then for the next two years, I was chasing it. Three years, I was chasing it. But even up until two years ago, till the world final. And then the match, but obviously that killed me. I was chasing the, the win. And now it's like, no, I can't be asked. <laughs> I know I'm gonna get. I know I'm gonna get one. I, I can guarantee I'm gonna get one. It's just when it happens, it happens. Don't try to force it to happen. You must put yourself as as one of the favourites going into into the match play this year. Um, I don't know. As I said on another interview the other day, my main aim first is like it's always been is get to the quarterfinals because once you get to the quarters, you're in the tournament properly, and then you can look forward to your semis and final, and hopefully the win. But the main aim now is quarterfinals. That's where every tournament, like you said, the money jumps up. That and that's the bills taken care of for a couple of months, and then after that, it's my fun. Then it's my play time. Where I'm only going for the trophy then, because I know once I get that trophy, there's a big check coming with it as well, and then the family score again. Play time it is. Looking forward to it, Michael. Yeah. Thanks for talking to us. Speak to you soon, pal. Welcome, mate. Cheers, pal. Michael Smith, the bully boy there, a man yet to win his first major title, but he has won a whole load of PDC titles. What do you make of what he had to say there, Wayne? Particularly, like I, I was quite interested in this whole sort of revamp Michael Smith with uh, losing weight and trying to create an image or a brand. I mean, I know he's, he's saying, I'm not going price, I'm not going to be going price, but he will benefit from that, won't he? Yeah, of course he will. And, and do you know what I like? I like the fact that, look, he's, he's, a, he's a young man on the up, but... Uh, I'm, I've been involved in the game for, for far too long and it's been my business. Uh, literally, I, I've been running it as a business for, for the best part of 20 years and finally, finally, Michael is seeing it that way. He needs to realise that he's, he's his own brand. He needs to carry himself well. If he if he's petulant on the board, which let's be honest, sometimes he can come across that way, that could have a knock-on effect to a, to a sponsor and, and they, they may think, oh, I don't want to get involved in him. And if he can look uh, svelte, which I've got to say, the picture, on, uh, the picture on social media, he looked good. Yeah, he's looking he good. good. I'm really impressed. Honestly, I'm genuinely impressed. Um, I mean, as somebody who's gone completely the other way in lockdown, I'm well impressed with Michael Smith there. I'm in- Okay, right. you say you've run... Your darts career, you run it as a business. That was when you were playing yeah. and obviously since you, you packed in being a professional player. So are you Wayne Mardle, the brand? Do, were you trying to do that because you knew that that would be good with sponsors or, or what? Why did you do it that way? Well, I, I packed up what was uh, a, a decent office job to become, to become a professional darts player. Hmm. And I needed to run it as best as I could and as as frugally as I could. Is there any such word as frugally? Yeah, fru- I'm giving you frugally. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to get the old... Frugally. Yeah. What do you want? The, yeah, yeah. Do you want the 
bendy bully walking across the bottom looking through the dictionary for this it's a podcast you don't get that we, we can edit this out and look it up but and you know what I'm just going to put some moo sound effects over the top of this at the end of it that'll do right yeah but frugally yes go on so I wanted to run it as frugally as I could because I tell you why look we can turn up when I say we I'm on about professional players of any sport you can turn up thinking I'll win this I'll I'll beat him I'll I'll, I'll beat them or whatever it may be and it all goes horribly wrong and you just don't know and when I turned professional like I said packed up that job and all of a sudden it's like I need to perform. I need, I need to win money. And I need to make sure that I'm winning more money than I'm actually spending. And then you start to run it at, like a business. And I just think that so many think, ah, oh, I'll do this, do that. It's going to last forever. Let me tell you, it doesn't. By the age of 38, I was out the game as a player. Uh, all right, I do exhibitions and corporates, as, as you know, and... and still work for Sky Sports, but it doesn't work like that for everyone. And if they run it as a business, they can fall back on that money that they've they've been frugal with and they'll have something to fall back on because it doesn't last forever. There's, they've been kind of led to believe, when I say they, I'm on about the players of today and the players of maybe five years ago, that there are Phil Taylor-like stories and Steve Beaton-like stories, Barney-like stories, mm. where the careers just go on and on and on. It doesn't happen that way. Mm. It's it, that Those players are unusual. They really are. They're, they're, they're a rarity. And Michael Smith, we've been saying it, you, you as, as well as loads of us in the media, he's grown up, Dan, hasn't he? He's I really so. grown up. I, I think his attitude... I, I think he still gets some unfair stick for having an attitude problem to be honest because I think he's chalk and cheese from what he used to be like yeah he still has that sort of demeanour on stage where he beats himself up but you don't make world final Premier League final uh, Masters final match play final you don't make those finals if oh anything goes against you every time you just throw your hands up and go oh, it's not my day don't like this and start beating yourself yeah. you knuckle down you make it better that's that's what he does I, I genuinely I, well I think he's going to win a major I know you do don't you no, I've, 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 got, I've got him down as winning three world titles. When that's going to happen, I don't know. But he's, look, it seems like, look, he's only three away. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Come on he's now. You're three, three away, away pal. <laughs> okay. What about yeah, exactly, his chances? Yeah. Well, look, I feel a bit daft asking it, but what about his chances at the match play? Because we don't really know how they're playing. But every time I've seen him, and he's been playing a lot of online darts, whether it was the home tour or just you know the stuff he was doing online, raising money for charity and that, he's looked good. I mean, but he should do because it's natural, isn't it? It just you know Michael Smith with a dart in his hand, he's going to look like that every single time, and it's just I think he's one of the favourites for the match play. Yeah, I, I do. If, if you listen to, to my kind of punditry over the years, I, I've always said that he's more likely to win one of three events or maybe all three in the end. That's the World Championship, the Grand Slam and the Match Play. The reason being they are long formats. And I personally think with that effortless throw and now, now carry into stone less, feeling good about himself, it could be even more of a danger. I, I just, look, it's effortless. It really is. It's not a chore for him to, to bang in 140s, 180s. And when he's playing poorly, it's not forced. It's not, it's not taxing on the body. Maybe on the brain, of course it is. But uh, 
He's got he's got win after win in him, and uh, if he if he rocked up and and won the match play, would I be interested? Uh, sorry, would I be? Uh, would, would you I be interested? In you can't you can't <laughs> you can't give him all this. Oh, Michael Smith, he's going to win three worlds. He'd be amazing if he rocked up and won the match play. Would I be interested? <laughs> nah, come on. I was reading my I was reading my notes and. <laughs> and under 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 home tour, I'd put MVG not interested. <laughs> oh right, okay. Yeah. The cross wires. Reading that, yeah, cross wires. Uh, I I just don't see it as an upset whenever he wins anything, and he will cross the line and win a big one. Maybe just look, and it's behind closed doors as well. The match play, so the heat's not going to be a problem for for any of them. Uh, that the likes of of Merv King, John Anderson, they're gonna they're gonna kind of prefer it that way. Ian White, surely, surely he's gonna prefer the the, the floor like uh, atmosphere. And Michael Smith, uh, who for me, I'm gonna back him anyway because that's what I always do. So if he does win, yeah, it, it will be uh, just, I think. Well, look, we'll have uh, loads more match play chat in the next couple of weeks, but uh, we'll be talking summer series just after this. Phenomenal. I made too many mistakes. I can make also mistakes. I'm human. I'm not a robot. Of course, he's a phenomenal player. I did the right things at the right moment. The right things, phenomenal. The right moments, phenomenal. 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 Phenomenal things. Well, the phenomenal Michael Van Gerwen is among the lineup for the Summer Series. Five Pro Tour events, back to back to back to back to back. I think that's the right amount of backs. Yeah, yes, that's right. Yes, yes, thank you. Wayne Mardell has confirmed it. Um, in Milton Keynes, uh, we've been there before. The players will know what it's like. It's going to be odd, but it's proper darts and it's proper Pro Tour darts. The start of this year there was some incredible stuff being thrown on the Pro Tour. I'm not sure they're going to hit the ground running. I think it's going to take a little while for some of the players to get back to their the levels they were throwing earlier on this year. But have you ever been so excited for a Pro Tour, Wayne? Because I know you're big time, and I don't do Sky events and week-long <laughs> ones. I don't even like those weekend ones on ITV. But like the, the Pro Tour action is proper darts. It, it is proper darts, then, yeah. It's like... It, it... They're needed. They really are. The, the European Tour, the Pro Tour, these are the, the events away from the huge televised uh, tournaments that, that most of the world watch. And you really see, like, you, you watch it more than more than anyone on the planet. Uh, so yes, you know exactly what, what you do. You, yes, you do. Uh, <laughs> so you know exactly what goes, what goes down. And some of the performances from some of the lesser known or the lesser lights uh, are just incredible they really are and I, I I still think though that uh whilst there will be some rustiness whilst there will be some some nervous edgy darts I still think that the players that win will carry on winning okay. I, I don't well, see I don't see newbies I don't you see don't newbies. see you really don't think think there'll be shocks okay well I'll tell you what let's let's no let's no, no no I think there'll be shocks I think there'll be shocks but I don't think that say, uh, who can I pick out? I don't think Lisa Ashton. Right. Uh, she may she may beat Michael Van Gerwen. Yeah. But I don't think she'll win. Okay. So there will be shocks, 
but I don't think there will continue to be a shock winner. Okay, well, I tell you what, let's figure out, because what we're going to do, where possible, we're going to make some selections on the Low Six app. Now, we know, we know with the Pro Tours, the, the draw only comes out an hour before they actually start play, so we can't do that. Um, however, uh, every single day at the Summer Series, uh, there'll be £1 entry and a £100 win on the Low Six app. So there's, you know, there's, there's plenty of opportunities there for, for people to make their selections. We're going to do it a different way between you and me, Wayne. We're going to yeah. pick five players each five events pick five players right now when we're going to do it like old school playground picking a football team rules so you oh, can't right, duplicate right. you it. can't 128 tour card holders lined up against a wall you get to pick one first then i pick one then you pick one until we get our five-man team and whoever does best out of the five days then we win and if there's any tie involved it'll go to the sort of team with the lowest ranking in the world rankings between them but i'll do it this way you win a tournament you get 10 points final eight points semi-final five and quarterfinal three yeah and yeah if you don't reach the quarterfinal you've failed in life you've anyway, failed you? you've absolutely failed yeah. i'll let you pick first i think i know who you're gonna pick but i'll let you have the first oh, pick. oh right so, so your you, you your th- first pick right i mean i'm okay. i make my- I make hipster predictions all the time. All I I get things wrong. That's what I do. But I also make such wild long shot predictions that it doesn't matter that I get them wrong because when I get one yeah. right out of the fifty that I've made, then I look like a genius, my friend. Look, I'm still I'm literally literally still living off because I'm frugal of the <laughs> winnings from Robert Thornton winning the World Grand Prix. I backed him that year as well. <laughs> It was, oh, what, a, honestly. Oh. I was desperately trying to lay oh. it off as well and I just couldn't do it. There was just, I, I just well, believed in was, Thornton. I was doing commentary. I was doing commentary. <laughs> and the exec, produce, the exec producer at one point went, you better remain impartial, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> and did you? Anyway, I remained no. impartial. Oh, yes, you did. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, I, well I done. Getting well tweets. done. I was getting tweets about why I hate Robert Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> job done job done yeah, that's it just insult him and then that balances everything out uh, yeah, fant- right. Right. right who's your first pick okay. Robert Thornton uh, no no oh, okay. uh, All right. my first pick is Peter Wright to win Ooh. event one really not but not well, well, we're, yeah. we're gonna. This is a, the performances for the, over the whole all five tournaments yeah, yeah. I know I know yeah, yeah. But, I've, but you're I've going actually... Peter Wright Yes, yes. I see. I've not been that yeah. impressed with Peter Wright playing the home tour. I know he's Peter Wright, but yeah. I'm just not sure. I don't. I'm not. I'm not as sure about him as I was earlier in the year when we were playing every week because he was amazing. But I don't know. You know. So all right, you're picking Peter Wright. Fair enough. That's a world champion. It's not a mad I, pick. I love is it? the way that I love the way you're ripping my pick to shreds. <laughs> well, no, I'm just, I, it's not the pick I thought you were going to go for. It's not. But you the pick thought I, thought I was going to go MVG. Well, I'm going to go MVG. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely going Michael are. Van Gerwen. Right there, we go. Hang on. I'm gonna, I better write these down because otherwise we're just we're just shouting yes. names at each other, and there's no there's yeah, no structure point, to right? this thing. Damn it! Right. Okay. Yeah, fair point. Wayne Mardell goes right. Dan Dawson goes MVG. Right. Player number two for you, Wayne, at the PDC Summer. Michael Smith. Oh, swayed by the interview and the loss of weight, or you just just think he's amazing? No, no. I, I look. If he carries on losing, 
then then the winnings from Thornton will be that will be gone from the account uh, because he he can't keep letting me down because right, he's okay. not letting himself down. He's letting yeah, me yeah. down when he doesn't win. Yeah. It's all about letting me down. Well, you know what? I am going for a man who has not let anybody down for two years now, and I genuinely think he is right. He, he, I Nathan Aspinall. Nathan no, I, Aspinall, the home tour champion. Yeah, right. You're going the Asp. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's there's got to be a point when this man does actually come alive and do something. And I'm not knocking him when I say that, but Jeffrey Deswan simply Ooh. has to do something. Ooh, you know he, what? I hadn't really considered the Black Cobra. Interesting. He can you carry on being that good and doing nothing? Is that, Honestly, is that he's terrifying. Mind you, mind you. Yeah, he's terrifying. That game, that game against Dave Chisnell, he played at the World Championship, is was just mind-boggling. And then you see him on the Pro Tour, and, and he's not really done it on the Euro Tour, which is odd. But you see him on the Pro Tour, and he'll win game after game after game, and it's 102 average, 105 average, 103, and just 180s for fun. Yeah. I, he is, I mean, he is incredible. He's another Michael Smith, um, but he's not yes. quite as yes. far down his progression in his career. But he hasn't been around as long, has he? So, yeah, um, his B game as uh, is poor. He's poor. That, that's that's why. Okay, you know, you, I wasn't expecting to get. To, so you're going Jeffrey Desvan, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to get to my third pick and this player still be available. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for him. I'm gonna go the Iceman Gowen Price. Right, right, okay. I was hoping you was gonna go cross and I was gonna go price. Okay, all right, all right. All right. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, uh, Does that mean you're I'm going gonna cross? go cross? Ooh. I'm going cross. Look, I, I I'm not sold on him at all, but I've I've mentioned it time and time again to the point it's monotonous and it gets boring but name but me that a won't stop that you win... <laughs> god damn it that won't stop me i'll say it again that's very good that's that's made me chuckle that's made me chuckle <laughs> sorry but, what what were you I, saying I, do you know what i'm going to say it again yeah go on. name me another player that can play as poorly as he did in the match play and win the match play oh uh, yeah play uh, well no. He didn't play well. And he wasn't that good at the Europeans be... and he won that as well. Like, honestly, oh, I don't I was, know. <laughs> I was just about to say, he played even worse there and, and got away <laughs> with it. I, I, look, if anyone can, can win playing in mediocre fashion, it's him. If he starts playing well again and just releasing that, that tad early, just release that little bit earlier, Rob, and you'll be fine, pal. Yeah. Uh, Look, I, I, he's a champion and he's not afraid to win. He's not afraid to do amazing things. And uh, I think he wins one. Okay, okay. Um, I'd like to see it, I have to say, because he is special when he gets going. Um, but I'm going to go for a man who is just an automaton. It is only a matter of time before he starts doing it on big stages in the PDC. Already a world master, Christoph Rotaisky. I cannot say enough good things about him. The man is incredible. Um, Price Flip, you're going to get annihilated here. Yeah, but I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Have you just gone down your no, list? Got interested? No. No. Look, I've actually I, I listed him as a, as a, a kind of possible, and you've you've nicked all my players basically. But I, I like to be slightly slightly off the wall. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going for someone 
Mm. Who? That's a good uh, start. Yeah, yeah, he's a dark player as well. Good, Gary uh, Player. His internet, his, oh, in- right. <laughs> his internet was was so bad he he, he didn't even participate oh. for for a while, and then got it back. Uh, look, Gary Anderson needs to start being interested. Yeah, and I think he nicks one. I do. I think he nicks one. But in all the in amongst all this, right? In amongst all this, yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think Van Gerwen wins one, uh, but I I think that. It's going to be the Van Gerwen show. Mm. Well, just because all eyes are on him, whether he wins or loses. Uh, Yeah, I just think he's going to he's going to come out all guns blazing. Probably nick one, two, maybe three. The reason I didn't go for him is that I you thought you knew I was going to go for him, and I (laughs) I just 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 wanted to be left field I, I didn't want you to be right Dan yeah well okay that's fair enough I think we've established a working relationship quite early on in this whole podcast thing so just to really? try and trip each other up at every available opportunity yeah that's right yeah alright well, so you, you, you have a team Peter Wright Michael Smith Jeffrey Desvan Rob Cross and Gary actually looking at it that does look pretty good and Gary Anderson you see I want to pick somebody left field and I think there's every chance we could get a new winner. I just think it's going to be there for somebody or somebody who hasn't won for a while. And I was looking at the qualification for the match play and you know who's set, he's not set to be there at the moment. Merv King. And usually... Merv, Merv. Usually, I knew he was going to say Merv. Well, but then it's between Merv or me picking a new winner. And because... I don't want to jinx him. I'm not going to pick Merv because that will probably would be the kiss of death for his hopes in the match play. I'm going to go Gabriel Clemens, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I love him. I think he's amazing. He's got some new darts, I... so we'll have to see how they go. But look, he's... Yeah, I've gone off him recently. Oh, he's, he's good. He groups the darts so well together. He, he can score big and he doesn't seem yeah, to get Yeah, but when you hit a one, when you hit a one and group it, then that's no good, Dan. That's yeah, no well, good. Well, oh, I, I knew there was a reason we had you on for the analysis. That's, uh, <laughs> right. Okay, so that's that's our teams, right? I've got Van Gerwen, Aspinall, Price, Ratajski, Clemens. You've got Peter Wright, Michael Smith, Jeffrey Desvan, Rob Cross, and Gary Anderson. Three points a quarterfinal, five points a semi, eight points a final. And ten points if you win a title. Uh, you're happy with that? You want any late changes? I might change one. Actually, you know, time's up. You can't. Done. Who oh, would you want to change on. if you wanted? No, I'm not going to say it now. <laughs> yeah, because I still wasn't going to let you do it. Um, okay, if you are following the Summer Series, you can do Low Six app. One pound entry, a hundred pound prize to the winner. We will be back on Thursday. Uh, We're going to try and release these every Thursday morning. Uh, We will round up how we did at the Summer Series. You can follow us on various social media, Twitter, Good Darts Pod, or on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Download the Low Six app from wherever you get your apps. You must be at least 18 years of age and resident in the UK. Terms and conditions apply. Please gamble responsibly. And if you're a friend having problems with gambling, please seek help immediately. And visit BeGambleAware.org. We'll see you next week. I enjoyed it.